Welcome to the Hope for ACD podcast, the podcast for adults with divorced parents and those who love them. We're glad you're here as we discuss how adults with divorced parents can take steps towards better relationships with God, themselves, their spouses, and others. Now here is your host, therapist and author, Kent Darcy. Hi, this is Kent Darcy. Thank you for joining us at Hope for ACD. Hope for Adult Children of Divorce. This podcast is the third in a 10-part series in which we are discussing the major issues that tend to impact adults with divorced parents. We are going to discuss the topic of anger in adults with divorced parents, and we're going to take two programs to do it. There's a lot of ground to cover, but as you listen to this program, I need you to keep a couple of things in mind. You are about to hear me discuss anger on a program called Champions Arise, which is a ministry of Transworld Radio. This is important to know because of a couple things. First, Champions Arise is a men's ministry, so what you're going to hear was recorded for a male audience. So some of the examples you'll hear are from a male perspective, but the principles apply to both men and women. Next, Champions Arise is recorded for an international audience, so occasionally you may hear a reference to something that might be unfamiliar to you, but it won't impact your understanding of the point. And the last thing is it was recorded primarily for a Christian audience, so you will hear Bible references and scripture in the program. So that being said, let's take a look at anger. I'll be back on the other side with some closing comments. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. But many adults with divorced parents unknowingly carry that anger to bed with them every night. John slammed his fist on the desk. Why can't people just do what they're supposed to do? He fumed. On the other side of the house, his wife Ashley was busy cleaning up the kitchen. And no one saw her eyes as they fought back a flood of tears. Welcome to Champions Arise. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Today we're continuing a series of programs that are looking at some of the reasons why adults with divorced parents often struggle to have healthy and lasting relationships. Anger is a major issue for adult children of divorce. So we're going to take the next two programs to review some of the reasons why anger is often connected to their parents' divorce. Our guest for these programs is Kent Darcy. He's the founder of Adult Children of Divorce Ministries, and his ministry provides resources that can help people from broken homes break the cycle of divorce. You're in for a fascinating and challenging discussion, so please stay with us. Kent, welcome. We hear news reports that reflect the anger in our society daily, but... Here at Champions Arise, we're particularly concerned with the negative impact of anger in the home. You added a new dimension to this issue with the divorce factor. Are adults with divorced parents aware of their anger? Well, in many cases, yes, but they don't connect the anger to their parents' divorce. You know, at the beginning of today's program, the husband, John, knew he was angry, but he blamed his anger on his wife, or it might be the incompetent person at the store, or the driver that cut him off. But if he were to dig deeper, John would probably find that his anger has roots in his parents' divorce. 
In the first teaching in this series, you told us how blame and loss can create anger in children of divorce. Are there other causes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a big one is what I call the loyalty challenge. Hmm. You know, the loyalty challenge happens when a child or adult is, is forced to choose between his mom or dad for uh. something. An extreme but not uncommon example of this is when a parent or court representative asks the child to decide who he or she wants to live with. Oh, wow, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised how often that happens in the courts or even in the home. You know, it happens there, too. But more often, the loyalty challenge plays out, you know, like a situation I faced. You know, my mom, dad, stepmoms, and, and siblings, they all lived out of state, different places. But every year, we'd all get have kind of a mini family reunion at our house. And one year, they came to visit, and they all planned to attend church. Well, on that Sunday morning, I was leading the congregation and singing. So I went in early, and, and they came in later. And my back was to them, but when they arrived, my family filled an entire pew. <laughs> you know, mom was on one end of the pew, my wife was near the middle, and my dad and my stepmom were on the other side. Now, here was my dilemma. When I finished leading the singing, who should I sit next to, mom or dad? Ooh. I mean, they're on opposite sides of the pew. And you were an adult when this happened to you. That's right. That's right. Adults with divorced parents often face situations like this, you know, the loyalty test. But, but let me show you how anger creeps in. Let's, let's tweak the situation a little bit. Remember John, at the example at the beginning of our program. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. John has anger issues as an adult, but we're gonna pretend we can see John when he was 10 years old. He's facing the loyalty challenge at, say, a band concert. He's played clarinet and he just finished playing his piece, and the teacher tells the students to go sit with their parents. Well, John's mom is sitting on one side of the room, and his dad and his girlfriend are sitting on the other side. Oh. So who does he sit with? I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a child that had that choice to make. That's a really tough situation to be in. Yeah, and, and with long-term consequences. Now, and here's kind of a glimpse of what 10-year-old John is thinking. Well, you know, I want to sit with my dad because I hardly get to see him, but, but mom wants me to be with her because she's mad at dad and she hates Molly. But if I sit with my mom, my dad will be upset because he says he hardly ever gets to see me and... He wants me to like his girlfriend, but I like mom. You know, but I'd like to sit with my dad, but if I do that, I hurt mom. But if I sit with my mom, I hurt dad. And remember, John's 10 years old. But, but here's what happens. The day after John's loyalty challenge, someone in school grabs John's pencil, and John hits him. And the teacher says, well, why'd you do that? And he answers, I don't know. And he doesn't, because he's too young to realize how frustrated and angry he is from taking the loyalty challenge the night before. You know, Kent, I've probably seen this type of thing play out right in front of me, but I really didn't see what was happening. And there are millions of adult children of divorce. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, when John, you know, being one of them, grows up, something will happen or, or someone will do something and he'll react with anger. And if you ask him why he's angry, he'll blame people or things. But the real reason is the unresolved anger from his parents' divorce. I'm still amazed that I'm hearing much of this for the first time, really kind of grasping what I'm hearing. Well, you know, that, that's why I appreciate opportunities like this to get this information out. You know, I feel God, that God called me to share these truths so that God can heal the hurt and the, and the cycle of divorce can stop. And anger played a large part in that cycle, didn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. But many adults with divorced parents unknowingly carry that anger to bed with them every night. Okay, now we need to move on. So what's the next cause of anger? Well, 
Children of divorce are often impacted by the feeling of, of losing control. You know, prior to the divorce, kids see the daily routine, their safety, and their security as normal, and, and they thrive in that environment. The world revolves around them, and they feel like they're in control of things. And, and I mean this, of course, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But divorce creates a lot of changes, including the loss of routine and, and increased security. You know, and a major change is a refocus in the home from things revolving around the child's needs to things revolving around the parents' needs. Uh-huh. You know, after the divorce, decisions are made based on the parents' agenda. You know, for example, visitation. You know, it's based on the parents' schedule. Sure. Uh, things like playing sports can be affected simply because, due to the every other weekend visitation, the child might be able might not be able to get to to the practice. You know, you're changing schools, uh, friends, churches. You know, it can be traumatic for kids. I mean, they feel like the world is totally out of control, and and anger builds. Oh, okay, I think I see where the visitation is unique to divorce kids, but many families have to move for a lot of different reasons, and these moves can also result in changes in friends, churches, and schools, well, can't yeah. they? Well, yeah, well, that's true. But remember, to look at this from the child's perspective, you know, a situation where dad's job requires the family to relocate, you know, might be perceived as a hassle, you know, particularly for a teenager, but it's necessary. A dad or mom who chooses to leave their family is making a voluntary choice. So the negative changes that result aren't seen as necessary. They seem like punishment on an innocent bystander. Mm. You know, it's true. Many families make changes that result in new friends, churches, schools, but they make those decisions as a parental unit. After the divorce, the front of the court is making decisions, you know, for uncooperative parents that impact the lives of the kids significantly. And unfortunately, when the child of divorce grows up, the apparent lack of control continues. I mean, now they're facing holidays and special occasions like weddings or birthdays with apprehension. You know, the competing demands of parents and step-parents and ex-step-parents, you know, make them feel like they still have no control over their life. And this frustration at having to deal with these situations continues. And anger is the byproduct. And, and really, this links to another source of anger, and that's the parents themselves. We can actually absorb anger from our parents. In fact, Proverbs 22 kind of illustrates this. Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25 says, Keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you'll learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Hmm. For the average child of divorce, the angry, short-tempered people can be their parents. And staying away from them really isn't feasible. And with the deep hurt divorce can cause, you know, our parents can have anger, you know, sometimes bordering on rage, and it can continue for years. And this level of anger is is what many adult children of divorce experience as kids and continue, they continue to see it in their parents today, really. And on top of this, when we're young, much of the communication is, is nonverbal. So certain attitudes, looks, or innuendo can reinforce this angry atmosphere in the house. And when the child or the young person lives in this type of environment, it's, it's easy to be angry. I mean, simply through osmosis, hmm. you know, as the scripture said, they learn to be like them. You know, I've known people who have gone through divorce. And like you said, there's a lot of anger in the atmosphere. It's almost like they're breathing it constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have examples, you know, but anger itself really is not the total problem for the children. It's the lack of a constructive outlet 
that allows them to express that anger is the reason that it continues into adulthood. Oh. You know, and additionally, unresolved anger, it can create susceptibility to, you know, any number of negative behaviors. You know, addictions to alcohol, drugs, sex, you know, can be used as a release oh. for anger. There's also behavioral and social issues. You know, they're, they're very common. But you said earlier that adults from broken homes don't always make the connection between these things, yeah, right? That, that's true. That's true. But the tragedy is that whether they make the connection or not, anger is destroying many of their relationships. You know, here's a story I heard that illustrates the harm that can be caused with our anger. There was a little boy who had a bad temper, and, and one day his father gave him a bag of nails and told him that every time he lost his temper, he must hammer a nail into the back fence. And the first day, the boy drove 37 <laughs> nails into the fence, you know. But over the next few weeks, you know, as he learned to control his anger, the number of nails that he hammered daily, you know, gradually dwindled down. You know, he discovered it was actually easier to hold his temper than to drive those nails into the fence. And, and finally, the day came when the boy didn't lose his temper at all. And he told his father about it. And the father suggested that the boy now pull out one nail for each day that he was able to hold his temper. And the days passed, and the young boy was finally able to tell his father that all the nails were gone. Uh -huh. And the father took his son by the hand and led him to the fence, and he said, you've done well, but look at the holes in the fence. Mm. That fence will never be the same. Mm -hmm. And when you say things in anger, they leave scars just like these. And, oh and Foster, for me, and you know, I'm sure many of the men listening, that was a sobering story, you know, particularly when we think of the words we've said to our wives, sons, daughters. You know, oh. The Bible has very clear teachings on anger. You know, Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25 says, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Oh, Proverbs 29, verse 22 also says, An angry person starts fights, a hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. Yeah. We're back in our Hope for ACD studio now. As I said earlier, that program was recorded for the Champions Arise Ministry of Trans World Radio. This is the first of two parts where we will be discussing anger. If you'd like more information on anger and anger management, I encourage you to go to the resource page on our website, hopeforacd.com. That's hope, the number four, acd.com. Also, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at questions at hopeforacd.com. You'll get that address again at the end of the program. As I mentioned, we will finish our discussion of anger and adults with divorced parents on our next podcast. And I encourage you to share this podcast with someone you know. However, I wouldn't say, you know, hey, you've got an anger problem. Listen to this. Probably not how you win friends and influence people. If you feel this really applies to someone you know, Encourage them to start listening to the first program. Ideally, it will catch their attention, and they will want to listen to the other programs in this series, including this one. Let God do the work. So until next time, let us heed the words of the Apostle Paul. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. This is Kent Darcy. Thanks for listening. I look forward to being with you again. This has been the Hope for ACD podcast, which is produced by Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. We'd love to hear from you. Please email any questions or comments to questions at hope4acd.com. That's questions at hope, the number four, acd.com. Thank you for joining us.
Until next time, may God bless you with his peace and joy.